Welcome to the Just Being Honest podcast show. This is your host, your toxic-free lifestyle advisor and mindset coach, KB. On the Just Being Honest podcast show, we are dedicated to educate the public about how to live a purely toxic-free lifestyle. By eliminating and dramatically reducing the use of many products and lifestyle threats that contain these harmful ingredients that often bombard our life in a mysterious manner, we too can all as a collective whole become healthier and mentally wealthier. So join me on the ride. We're getting deep. I feel like no matter what the season is, there's always a virus, a cold, a flu, a sniffle, maybe some sinus congestion floating about. So I've really done the research to find out what products, what remedies are going to work not only the best for me, going to help the environment, um, but then also are really help for my whole microbiome as a whole. So I have found it. I am currently using and loving Wish Garden Herbs. So if you're looking for ancient remedies for the modern world, well, here you have it. This is a woman-owned and family-run company since 1979. Just a little bit about the company. Wish Garden Herbs is the fastest, fastest growing liquid herbal extract brand in the U.S., They specialize in formulating radically effective herbal tinctures made from organic, sustainably sourced plants. Oh, yeah, baby. So Wish Garden is from Boulder, Colorado, and you know I love a Midwestern brand. It is a facility that they personally make each herbal formulas the old-fashioned way by extracting whole herbs with water and alcohol. So Wish Garden offers over 100 all-natural herbal formulas across from, you know, adults, kids, pregnancy needs, all the things. So you know you will be in good hands. And among their best-selling proprietary blends are the Kick-Ass Immune Activator, the Kick-Ass Allergy, the After-Ease, the Happy Ducks, the Serious Cough, the Deep Stress, and the Deep Lung, which baby, you better believe during quarantine and COVID time, I utilized the Deep Lung just as a preventative medicine. So their symptom soothing formulas offer in the moment results targeting such conditions such as immunity, allergy, sleep, stress, brain, respiratory, digestion, lactation, postpartum needs, and so much more. Wish Garden is the 15th best-selling supplement brand overall according to Spins, which is a reporting service covering natural products and the retailers like Whole Foods, Sprouts, Natural Grocers, Earth Fair, Fresh Time, and so many others. So, Their allergy and immune products are ranked sixth, but I know that they will be number one in your medicine cabinets. So pick up some Wish Garden Herbs today. Head on over to wishgardenherbs.com. Use my exclusive code HONESTKB to get 20% off orders of $25 or more. Guys, 
that offer is not out anywhere else. So you want to go type in Honest KB to get 20% off orders of $25 or more. So set up your medicine cabinet for good and trust me, your immunities will thank you. Y'all, it's summer. I'm so excited. Um, the first day of summer has officially arrived and I couldn't be happier if you follow me along on um, Instagram at just being honest KB you can see my crazy antics that I am just twirling about and jumping around and jumping for joy and letting my hair blow in the wind all of the things I'm excited I am living so um, we have a lot of fun things planned for this summer we have a lot of fun guests coming on the show on the just be an honest podcast and um, I'm trying new things I am trying new things so oh man a couple of things just going on in my world I mean obviously as many of you know I'm planning a wedding we've got kids graduating we've got kids traveling we've got dog training still happening on we've got you know, learning how to captain boats, more on that. And we've got just trying new workout exercises, which I did this morning. I did this thing called the body refinery. Oh, oh my gosh. Seriously, I thought I was like a workout warrior. Oh my gosh, I'm sitting here right now. And I did it literally six hours ago because I did a 6.30 a.m. class. I mean, it was so fun because it was like a dance cardio mixed with weights and like ankle weights and all the things, but so strictly targeted at certain pinpoints on certain muscles that I was like, oh my gosh, my butt hurts so bad. Like, so bad. Like, thank God I'm getting a massage tomorrow and I will probably be taking a bath tonight, but whoa, do you have a workout like that? Yeah. Needless to say, I'm high on life from the endorphins and just probably trying something new. I mean, I think trying something new just like really elevates, you know, our psyche a little bit more. Um, anyways, so many things I could touch on, touch base with, but I'm not going to keep you here for long as I want to jump straight into the episode with our next guest today. And um, we're going to be talking all about gut health. So with that, you can find some great gut health information also on our personal website at justbeinghonest.com. You can also um, purchase some products that we are loving so much. If you have more questions on that, feel free to reach out to me at kb at justbeinghonest.com because we have some really good tools for the trade. Um, yeah, so without further ado, I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. This is episode number 230. Can you believe we made it? 230 episodes of original content. Yeah, here we go. I feel like we could write a book now. Anyways, enjoy the show. See you on the other side. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Just Being Honest podcast. This is your host, your toxic-free lifestyle advisor and mindset coach, KB. Hi. Hi, y'all. How you doing? Um, great guest on the show today. We have registered dietitian Jillian Smith on the show today. 
We are going to be talking all about gut health. Yeah, that stinking word bloat that we deal with may probably many times more than we actually want to admit, or maybe we admit it much more than we want to. Um, we're going to talk about the gut-brain connection, something I'm so passionate about, and we're just going to, yeah, we're going to take it easy breezy. So I'm going to answer a lot of questions, hopefully, that some of y'all um, tapped in to inquire about, but we're going to have fun. We, um, yeah, we're going to keep it loosey-goosey. My guest, Jillian, she is actually in Dominican Republic right now. I am so jealous. I mean, God, what a paradise. Welcome to the show, Jillian. How's it going over there in Dominican? Hello, hello. Thanks so much for having me. Dominican is beautiful, of course, and I'm so excited to chat with you today. All things gut health, my jam. Oh my gosh. Well, you know what? That might, well, first off, I'm going to start back to your childhood because I like to talk with all of my, you know, leaders, um, just kind of like where did they come from? And then we'll kind of stem on from there Um, because I do want to ask about travel. Remind me that I want to ask about travel and especially gut health with travel because, you know, when we are recording this, it is summer months where we live, but, you know, that just stems a whole lot of, you know, more parties, mingling and just traveling and you can't really stay on your routine. But before we talk about that, I would love, love, love if you kind of gave us an inside scoop about your childhood upbringing. Yeah, so I'm from Arizona, warm, sunny Arizona, and um, I the reason I got into gut health in the first place is I literally remember having gut issues for as long as I can remember, and when I was a kid, I was sick all the time, which you know, now later in my career, I realized that so much of our immune system resides within our gut. So of course, if your gut's a mess, your immune system's going to be a mess as well. So I remember being sick all the time. I had strep throat all the time. So I was always on antibiotics, which again, I'm like, well, that was just another factor into my terrible gut health. And it wasn't until I was in college that things were getting so bad. And I was like, okay, I need to figure out what is going on in my gut. And it was so frustrating because I was going to school to become a dietitian and I couldn't figure out my own gut. It was such a mess. I was going to so many doctors getting all the tests done and everything kept coming back, quote unquote, normal. Mm. And it was so frustrating because I knew things weren't normal. You know, I was just told that I had irritable bowel syndrome and I was just going to have to learn how to manage my symptoms. And I was like, this is, this is bullshit. I don't want to just have to manage my symptoms and feel like crap all the time. And so post-graduation, I became a registered dietitian and I really started getting into the functional medicine space. And really the difference between the functional medicine and the conventional medicine space is functional medicine, the true aim is to figure out the root cause to imbalances. And when I was going to my PCP and all those conventional medicine doctors, I was given all these medications and it was really just making my symptoms worse. And so going into this functional medicine space was a whole new world for me. And it was like a light bulb moment went off. And I was like, why are we not addressing the root causes to imbalances, correcting those, and then the symptoms go away. Instead of just slapping a bandaid on the symptoms, let's address the root so they go away. And that's how kind of my career got started. I got into functional medicine. Mm -hmm. I fixed my own gut issues and it's, 
anyone who struggles with ongoing gut issues, they just know how big of a toll it can take on their life. So I'm really passionate about it. And now I'm fortunate enough to do it as my job and helping other women fix their gut issues as well. Oh my gosh. I'm totally going to just segue into something that you said. You mentioned um, you had gut issues yourself. That's kind of why you propelled into this study. But further on that, I really, really, really want to touch on the basis of the conventional you know, industry of just, you know, the pill popping industry, right? Here, take a pill, right? Take a pill. I know so many people are like, this hurts. This is swollen. I'll just take this, you know, anti-inflammatory, quote unquote, right? Or this, you know, over-the-counter med, right? But they don't get to the root cause, right? So can you kind of jump into what those pills are actually doing to our entire body as a whole instead of, you know, you know, as a Band-Aid source? Yeah. You know, I call them a Band-Aid because what it's really doing is it's covering up the symptom that maybe you're complaining about, but it's not addressing that root cause. And so many times this just gets us dug deeper into the hole because we're not addressing why you have these imbalances in the first place, why you have crazy inflammation going through your body. Instead of just slapping a Band-Aid on it, you know, an anti-inflammatory little ibuprofen on there, we're just letting this inflammation run rampant in the body and we're not addressing the true root cause to it. And that goes for so many symptoms, you know, constipation, that was a huge one for me. And I was just given these different medications, different laxatives to get things moving. And long-term, those medications are not good to be taking long-term, but some, so many times, and I see this with my clients all the time, is you get stuck on these medications for years. I have clients who come to me being on different, you know, heartburn medications or laxatives for 10 plus years. And that's really not good for the body. And they're still having to be on them because the root cause was never addressed in the first place. So of course those symptoms aren't going to go away. So what is the first step when we're talking about gut health? What is the first step to, you know, reaching into the root cause? Because, I mean, there's going to be there, – there could be many different causes, right? Yes. Oh, for sure. And this is where it can feel kind of overwhelming. It can feel confusing. And so many times people almost feel like there's a, um, you know, a hopeless case. Like this is just going to be it for them because they've tried everything. Nothing works for them. And so, so many times can adopt this mentality of just, well, this is it for me. I'm just going to have to learn how to live with these symptoms. I'm going to have to learn how to manage it then it doesn't help when you have other practitioners in your ear telling you to just manage your symptoms. So I really want to be the source to kind of wiggle my way in there and say, you don't have to learn how to manage these symptoms. We need to get down to the root cause. How to do that is to begin working with a practitioner because the reason it can seem so confusing and overwhelming is gut health and really our health in general is so personalized. I mean, we as human beings are incredibly diverse. We're very different. We have different makeups. So what works for one person may not work for you. So just because you hear it worked for your friend or somebody you work with or somebody you found on Instagram and then you try it and it doesn't work, doesn't mean that you're a hopeless case and that nothing's going to work for you. It just means that exact plan that was that worked for this person just isn't going to work for you. And so you just need to find the plan that does work for you. So working with a practitioner to help you unearth this is so, so important. And this is, you know, what myself and so many other functional practitioners do as our career is we help you figure out the plan that's best for you. Mm, That's awesome. No, I mean, like, seriously, I, and I'll speak for myself that I've had like, 
lifetime of gut issues. And I think, you know, like once you start thinking that it's getting better, then something else happens. And a lot of mine is obviously like triggered upon like autoimmune, but also like I'm so sensitive to like stress, right? Yes. Yeah. So can you kind of go into stress and the gut and kind of like some, some, some ways, right? Some easy ways that we can kind of help heal the gut. Like even if we are stressed. Yes. Oh, this is such a big one. And this is a mark that's often missed. I think back to when I was struggling with gut issues and I was bouncing through doctor's appointment. Never once did somebody ask me how my stress was. Never once was I asked, what are you doing to reduce your stress? How is your sleep? How is your energy? That was never, ever addressed. And that's such a crucial part to tap into. And I think back to when my gut issues were at their worst and it was college. I was stressed out of my mind all the time. So no wonder my gut was also a mess. So yes, there is a incredibly powerful connection between the gut and the brain. It's called the gut brain access and they talk to each other bi-directionally. So that means that your brain is talking to your gut and your gut is talking back to your brain. So you can kind of get into this chicken or the egg situation. Is it your stress that's stirring up your gut issues or is it your gut issues that's stirring up your stress? And usually it's a mixture of both. And so you really have to kind of get a divide in there at some point to kind of break this vicious cycle. So when our stress hormones are really high, so when we're feeling stressed out, we're kind of in that fight or flight state. Maybe you have a lot going on at work. You have some tight deadlines to meet. You have a lot going on in life. Maybe you're going through a really stressful season in your life then these stress hormones, they really impact the gut. They kind of break down that gut lining. They kill off the good bacteria. They suppress your immune system, which opens up the door for more bad gut bugs to get in. And as you can imagine, this just kind of um, compounds on top of itself and can really lead to a lot of gut issues. And then when we get down to the layer of the gut, the gut is responsible for producing so many different chemicals that affect our brain health. A bunch of different feel good neurotransmitters like serotonin. This is what we call our happy hormone. It's the, it's the chemical that makes us feel really happy, has a big effect on our mood. And over 95% of that is produced in the gut. So if your gut's out of whack, you're not producing these feel good hormones. This is just going to further lead to more stress, feelings of anxiety or depression, poor mood. So you can kind of see how you get stuck into this vicious cycle. Mm, mm. I'm like, seriously, like, floating on cloud nine right now because I just want to be like the amount of people that I know that suffer from anxiety and depression and don't think that what they eat or the chemicals that they put in their body, right, affect their serotonin or depression levels. Ah, Okay, this is a huge kicker, guys. This is like a big marker. This is just proof that saying like, you are, you feel, you become what you eat, right? the environment that you hold inside of your environment, right? So I want to piggyback on this really quick as I'm jumping around. Since we're talking about the serotonin, I really want to jump on this. Stress, serotonin, depression, anxiety, a lot of people are dealing with that. Foods, let's be the food food police right now because I know there's it's summer, you know, people have their kids at home. They're like, eh, should I let them do whatever they want or should I still kind of like, you know, create that healthy boundary of food for them? And then in turn themselves, like creating that healthy boundary as well. Foods that you recommend for healthy gut and healthy uh, serotonin, you know, mindset regulation. Yes, absolutely. So really 
I really view nutrition as it's not something as complicated as sometimes people can make it out to be. The best diet to really be focusing on is a whole food plant-based diet. So that doesn't mean a vegetarian vegan diet. That's a lot of times when I say plant-based, people are like, oh, so you want me to go vegetarian or vegan? I'm like, no, no, no. I just mean eating a lot of fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, um, beans and legumes, things that come from the ground. So whenever I'm saying whole foods to my clients, I'm telling them, think about foods that are coming from the ground and eat more of those. And I'm all about what can we add into the diet versus taking things out because it feels a lot better to add things in versus feeling restricted and being like, Oh, I can't have any of this. And that's just not a place where you want to get into because that can just, you know, cause even more stress. So instead think about the things that you can bring in and naturally that kind of starts to crowd out some of those foods that are not as desirable and that we would like to kind of be mindful of our intake of. So bringing in more fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, whole grains, anything that comes in its full natural form, trying to avoid, you know, boxes, bags, packages, convenience foods, as much as possible. And bringing in more of those whole foods is truly the best diet for us as humans, because this is the diet that really feeds that good bacteria in our gut. Unlike a lot of those convenience foods that's really popular in the standard American diet, which don't feed our microbiome, they don't feed the good bacteria in our gut, we want to introduce the foods that fuel those, and that's those whole foods. Mm, whole foods and fiber, right? Yeah, yeah fiber. exactly. So I kind of want to, as we are specifying a lot of, I mean, obviously men, you know, as well, but we're kind of focusing on women's health during this segment. And um, as we focus on foods, and especially as we focus on kind of what we went through in 2020, and, you know, just even like self-esteem and confidence issues, I do want to focus on young women, too. I, I do want to ask some questions with this, because um, as young women are developing their, you know, self-esteem and confidence with that, you know, their bodies are changing, yet they have little support systems since they were at home, so it's a little rough, right? So they may be going through some anxiety and depression. When you get to the food thing, that can be a very touchy subject, right? Especially for a developing young woman and their gut, right? And their mindset, all of the things. How would you, Jillian, how would you um, motivate? I don't want to say motivate, but um, how would you kind of just like lay out a nice playbook for them? Or how would you convince them, right? Should we say convince them that like, you know, maybe those processed foods are not doing them well without telling them? How do you kind of like, you know, make it evident that their mood, their their image, their body image, not the way that they look, but the, the way that they look at themselves, you know? How do you how do you do that? That's so touchy. Yes. Oh, and I totally know what you're, you know, getting into here and you are so right. It's tough. And I have some clients who are in high school. And so it's a very it's a delicate line to walk. And I'm like, I get it. I was in high school and I was 16 eating in the school cafeterias. I know what kind of food they serve in there. Before I became a dietitian, I actually worked in at the state level for school nutrition. So I'm like, I know what is in those school cafeterias. And it's not ideal all the time. And so I know, and it can be really difficult to kind of navigate that. So the best way that I go about it is again, where can we add in more? Where can we make some of those those swaps. So for example, if um, 
Say I have a client who for breakfast, she does pop tarts. And instead, what can we kind of shift that into something else? Maybe doing like a nice nutrient dense, simple mills muffin, where we add in some ground flaxseed and maybe some low sugar jelly on top, you know, something like that. So it's still delicious, still feels like a nice yummy treat for her, but there's so much more nutrients in there. And so trying to teach where can we add in a little bit more sprinkling some chia seeds onto your waffles or stirring in a little bit of collagen into your Greek yogurt or choosing, um, you know, unflavored Greek yogurt and then bringing it home and adding your own fruit so that you're eliminating some of those added sugars that are in the processing. And so simple little hacks like that can be really simple. And my biggest advice there is just start small because when you're young and then you don't really understand, it can feel really overwhelming and you never want to go at it from like a judgy standpoint because it's not about that at all. And so where can we just add in tiny little hacks, just add in a little bit more of nutrients and kind of teach them what this is doing inside of their body is truly the secret sauce. Mm, mm. I love that because, you know, I've been thinking a lot about that. You know, I have young women in my life and it's just like I was obviously a young woman as well. And I was kind of, well, my mom was a functional nutritionist, so I had the opposite end of the spectrum. But, you know, it's like a big deal. And like what you say can be very, very, um, you know, it can create a template in their mind if, if that makes sense you know and you can you don't want to push you know a young female into eating disorder motives or opposite you know body dysmorphia all the things yeah yes absolutely and I think kind of imposing it from a place of empowerment and empowering mm-hmm. them to understand that this is fuel for your body feeding your good gut bacteria and kind of teaching them and making it come from a very empowered place. Like you're doing this for your, for your health. Like how amazing to have these tools at your fingertips can be, can feel much better and not from like a judgmental standpoint. Well, and like, I mean, to be honest with you, it's not, we're not just talking, we're not talking about vanity. We're not talking about, you know, how you look. We're not talking about, you know, even like, just like the pressure of like what to eat, but we're talking about overall mental health, like your gut when we talk about gut brain access, like, dude, mental health, like that's a big deal, you know, empowerment, like you can do anything when you feel great, you can do anything, you know, you know, what you eat, how you set up that lifestyle step by step, it, you know, creates like even like for women talking about like menstrual, like the effects, like your PMS, or like, if you have cramps or not, like you're really not supposed to have cramps. So like, all these go hand in hand, right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, so I want to kind of jump into, um, I want to jump into movement and the gut because I myself love to work out. It's one of my favorite pastimes, but I know it is, as we talked before, it can be a stressor on the gut. Can you talk about movement and is there certain types of movement that would maybe be more beneficial for the guts, um, you know, you know, inner plumbing or um, like just would not create so much inflammation. Yeah, absolutely. So just like with anything, 
your exercise routine and your movement needs to be personalized as well. And so what's appropriate for one person and that level of intensity, level of exercise may not be appropriate for you. In general, when I'm working with clients, they are pretty messed up in the gut. They have been chewed up and spit out by conventional medicine. They don't really know where else to go. They feel like absolute garbage. Their hormones are now getting affected. Their periods are super wonky. Their energy is terrible. And so when I have clients who come to me who are who need a lot of healing and just rebalancing in the body, sometimes going at a an hour and a half high intensity CrossFit style workout is not appropriate because that's just going to further dig you into the hole. You're going to kind of further just exhaust your adrenals. You're going to crank up more stress hormone and you're just going to dig yourself deeper. So a lot of times I'm working with people who, if you do really enjoy that high intensity style exercise, if you have a lot going on in your health, really getting real with yourself, it, it requires a lot of self-auditing and self-honesty to really get real with yourself and ask, is this style of exercise appropriate for me right now? Knowing that that style of exercise is a stress on the body. All exercise is a physical stress on the body. So maybe it's more appropriate to do more restorative exercise. So this is what I work with a lot with my clients is bringing in more yoga practices, bringing in more Pilates, walks. Maybe you just want to start doing like some simple breathing exercises and really allow your body a chance to rest and recover. And it really depends on a lot of different factors, you know, how much stress you have going on in your life, um, what your gut health is looking like, what your nutrition and recovery is looking like. All of those things kind of have to be taken into account and it changes with different seasons in our life. So really just paying attention to those seasons of life where you have a lot going on. Maybe things in your gut are not feeling well. Maybe it's not the most appropriate time to do an hour and a half of hit style training every single day. Mm -hmm. And instead swap those out for some more restorative exercises so that your body can have the time and space to heal. Oh my gosh. I will be the first one to say that is the hardest thing for me to do is to do anything restorative. I mean, yes, I do yoga and stuff, but I really have to have my fiance that like, makes me do the yoga classes that are like lay down as I'm like twitching and I'm like I just want to do a shavasana or I just want to do a chaturanga or whatever you know but I think you know going back to like making those things fun again like you know doing a dance workout or trying something new right Yes, absolutely. And I very rarely use the word exercise with my clients. And I use the word movement because all movement is beneficial to your health. And it doesn't need to be a grand planned out hour long exercise where you go to the gym, you get a really intense sweat on. It doesn't need to be like that every single day. Anytime you're moving your body, you're benefiting your physical health, your emotional health, you're reducing stress. So maybe it is putting on your favorite song and having a dance party in your living room. Sometimes that's my form of exercise, my form of movement, or maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe it's going to the dog park. You know, there's so many different forms of movement that we can be doing every single day to be supporting our health. And it, and it doesn't need to be a huge grand planned out thing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I do want to, speaking of movement, speaking of routines, all the things, travel, we segue into travel and we pretend we're going to the Dominican Republic today. Okay. So say you were like are back in your homeland and you are homestay or whatever, and you have such a great base line for 
you know, your morning routine, your evening routine, what you're eating, the market that you're shopping at, the meals you're preparing, the workout routine, all the things, right? And then you like go to the Dominican Republic or you go on vacation. How do you maintain a healthy gut while you are away? Yes. Oh, this is a big one. And, um, I actually, I have an online gut health course. I have an entire training on gut healthy travel because you're right. It's such a thing. And a lot of people do need support on this and travel can cause up a lot of feelings of stress because, um, you know, you're just nervous about being outside of your routine. You're nervous what your gut's going to do. You're worried if there's not going to be a bathroom nearby, what are you going to do? And then as we had just talked about earlier, that's really going to be playing into affecting your gut and making things even worse. So when I work with clients and really help support them with travel is I like to have them map out their routine. Let's write out the routine and identify the one to two things that really, really makes a difference for you. What are the two things that make you feel really, really good? Let's just commit to stick to those and let the rest go. So maybe it's your morning routine. Maybe it's your, you know, you wake up in the morning, you do five minutes of your journaling, or maybe you wake up and you have a glass of water with electrolytes in it. Maybe it's your supplement routine, whatever it may be. Let's choose the one thing that you brought into your daily routine that makes you feel good. Stick with that and let the rest go. Because I think so many times we get hyper fixated on it needs to be perfect. It has to look just like how it does at home. Other th otherwise, things are going to get derailed. I'm going to backtrack on all my progress. And that's just simply not true. And the truth of the matter is, is it's not going to look perfect. And when you are traveling, things are going to look different and that's okay. I love traveling. I'm a big traveler and I think travel has so much to offer and experiencing these different experiences is so great for so many different reasons. And so when you're really stressed out about your gut and worrying about making things perfect, you're kind of robbing yourself of those experiences. And, um, yeah, so I always preach, choose the one to two things that make you feel your best. Hold on to those, let the rest go. Yeah. I mean, that was explained so beautifully. I can't even tell you. But so say though, say though, you're, you're traveling abroad, you know, it's a time change, all the things, your routine's different. Say everything was like set up like the perfect storm and you're like, I'm so bloated. I can't even move. I have diarrhea. I'm constipated. Whatever the storm may be. I'm just going to say all the words, right? Yeah. I can't poop all the things, right? What? are your tools in your toolbox to help subside, subside those symptoms? Oh yes, so I have many. So there's a lot of supplemental support that I will not leave my house without, just for instances like this. So a big one that I see with travel is constipation, right? So many times people are like, I leave my house and I can't poop. And who wants to be constipated when you're on vacation? It's no fun. So my favorite thing to recommend is bring a magnesium supplement with you. Magnesium is super, super helpful. I think anyone should be on a magnesium supplement anyway, because so many people are deficient, but it's really helpful for keeping you regular, keeping things moving along. So maybe packing a good magnesium supplement into your bag, packing some good, um, like L glutamine is a really great supplement that I recommend. If you struggle with a lot of bloating or stomach aches, you know, when we're traveling, maybe you're having more cocktails than normal, or you're having a few, uh, more rich indulgent foods. There's different supplements that you can pack along with you to help mitigate some of that. And, um, they can be really, really helpful. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, really quickly though, back on the magnesium standpoint, there are many different forms of magnesium. Which one do you suggest for this particular reason? Yes. Magnesium glycinate is by far my favorite one and it's the most absorbed. So it's not going to cause as much distress in your gut. Sometimes magnesium can be really harsh on the gut and there's tons of different forms out there. Magnesium glycinate by far is my favorite. It's also really helpful for sleep. So if you struggle with sleeping when you're outside of your bed, that one can be really helpful. Um, if you're still struggling with a lot of constipation, adding in a little bit of magnesium citrate can also be really helpful to get things moving along. Mm, yeah. I'll be the first one to admit I take both of those at night. <laughs> um, but, you know, it really does help calm the nerves. I am literally like a squirrel, so I'm like, um, Awesome. Well, I mean, this is just beautiful, great information. I think we really hit the nail on the head, and I think definitely, Jillian, we're going to have to come have you back for sure. But is there anything that you kind of want to put out there that we did not mention that you wanted to get out into the world before we close up? Yeah, you know, I think at the end of the day, I just want people to know if anyone's listening to this and you're struggling with gut issues, that that does not have to be your end all be all. You truly deserve to feel so dang good. And really, we are not led to believe how capable our body is of healing itself and how resilient our bodies really, really are when we are able to give it the tools that it needs in order to support that healing. And sometimes that missing link is just getting the support that you need to know what to do next. So I empower you if you're struggling to not give up on your journey to fixing your gut and that you deserve to feel so dang good in your body and to live your best life. Yes, uh, seriously, you deserve to feel your best. So Jillian, where can everyone find you, follow along and team up with you? Yeah, so Instagram's really the best place to connect with me. I'm on there all the time. It's just jillianSmith.rd for registered dietitian on Instagram. And yeah, you can connect with me on there. Perfect. We'll have all that information in the show notes. Y'all, I just wish you so well. Happy guts, yeah? Right? Everyone wants a happy gut. So until next time, guys, it has been an honor. It has been an absolute pleasure. If you feel, and I hope you do, so inclined to forward this episode to a friend, a family member, or maybe just someone you don't even know, um, send it on over via email, all the things, through Instagram, and um, head on over to Apple iTunes and support our show. Numbers really help get us out there. So head on over to Apple iTunes, give us a five-star rating and review. We would so gladly appreciate it. All right. Kiss, kiss, hug, hug, peace, love. Ciao.